it's Richard and you're listening to AWA. Today I'm with the multi-talented Chloe Kwok. Um, yep, Chloe is a musician currently working at Rare Limited and I can't wait to hear about what it means to be a musician, um, Chloe, because I really don't know any other musicians personally. Um, so thank you for joining me today. It's alright, thanks for having me. Um, no, it's it's nice to kind of catch up with you as well because for the listeners I have known Chloe, um, I, I knew her a few years ago when I joined a dance group, well a dance class. Um, so yeah, Chloe dances as well and like I said she's multi-talented, she has a lot of like different interests and um, yeah, so let's start, you know, kind of getting to know you a little bit with a quick rapid fire round if that's okay with you. Yeah, let's go. Cool, okay. So this oh, is starting off with the rapid fire. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay, let's go. So, are you ready? You can't take too much time, okay? Okay, so, right. well, it depends how hard these questions are. They're not hard. They're not hard. It's just to kind of get okay. to know you a little bit. So, first yeah. one, sushi or Korean fried chicken? Oh, sushi. Okay, that's quick. Piano or guitar? Piano. Cool. Okay, and the final one, Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. Oh, cool. So you're a Twitter kind of person. Yeah, no, but I feel like I was an Instagram kind of person beforehand, but mm. I've, I've been getting more into Twitter because I feel like you can actually reach a lot more people. All right. Twitter. It's twi- I feel like Instagram's just more like a, I put all my random stuff on there mm. just as like a backlog kind of thing so I can bring it up whenever I want in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. And you said piano, didn't you? You chose piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Do you play the guitar? I feel like I've seen you carry a guitar around before. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do play the guitar, but I'm not as proficient on it as I am on the piano. Ah, nice. So it's what... more like I'll strum, I'll strum it and I'll sing. Ah, nice. Um, what grade were you with piano? I got to grade eight. Oh, I, okay. Is that like the highest level or...? Well, yeah, usually that's the highest grade and then you can do diplomas and stuff wow, afterwards. But not many right. people do that unless they're taking it super seriously. Not that I didn't take it seriously, but I don't think that's impressive. Right, yeah. right. Cool. And uh, I would have said Korean fried chicken personally, but yeah, sushi's great too, so. Uh, I mean, it depends on the mood. Because one's healthy, the other one's not as healthy, but it's still true. really good, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. That was a hard one, to be honest. Well, um, I mean, I answered it in a millisecond. <laughs> yeah, well done. Um, cool. So could you just kind of maybe introduce yourself to the listeners a bit more? Because obviously I've introduced you as a musician, but who are you as a person oh, and what, yeah, what do you do? Uh, so, okay, right. So who I am as a person, I guess I'm a British born Chinese. Uh-huh. So I, I was born in London, raised in London, went to school in London. Um, and then... Yeah, I've been studying music all my life from oh. when I was young. And I was that kid that stuck with the piano and violin for ages. Right. And then, yeah, it kind of ended up being something that I was good at. And then, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I feel like when I associate you like with anything, it is definitely music and anything with performance, really, because um, I feel like you're really um, someone who loves kind of dancing, singing, um, I think you also hosted one of the dance shows, didn't you, before? So I think you're like, yeah. kind of, you love the stage almost, or like anything to do with performing, I think, and you're such a natural yeah. at it. So, yeah. so moving on um, to the whole music side of things, I know you're a musician, and I think I was talking to you about this just before, and I said, when I think about musicians, I just think on the surface level, like someone who plays an instrument, but obviously there's more to that than, you know, just playing an instrument, right? So 
you know, could you just kind of shed some light on that for me? Like, what do you do and what does it mean to be a musician? I think for me, it's a little bit, my title as a musician at Rare mm-hmm. is a little bit, it's a bit confusing because technically it's just a job title. I'm not technically a musician because musician, as you do think, it is performance-based mm. like you're a fashion musician you're you play this and that that but in reality i actually compose stuff so okay. technically it should be a more composing kind of word i should say but i think you know you know sometimes job titles are just really umbrella like so mm. kind of stuck with musician at the moment but yeah Right. I think so, it would be really interesting to hear about what you do as a composer um, at Rare. I mean, obviously, what you can share about what you do. Yeah. Um, because I know, obviously, you probably can't get to the details of everything that all the projects that you're working on. But yeah, if you could yeah. just maybe share what you do and how it works. Like, do you work in a studio? Just kind of give an insight into what you do. Wait, just before we do that, I just want to clear up. Composing and musician is, is like quite separate things it's just ah, my okay. title is very Musician. complicated okay but yeah in terms of what I do uh so yeah we are we I do work at a studio so at the game studio but we, obviously due to COVID I'm working from home for the whole year since it's been a whole year since since I've been working from home but in terms of what I do is creating music assets mm-hmm. for the game and then putting them into the game but at the moment, I'm actually quite fresh into the industry. So my role is kind of just to really support the composer. Right. So, but I, at the moment, I've been in there for one and a half years now, but I do feel like I'm getting a lot more responsibility in terms of can you create bigger assets mm. for us, smaller stuff, which I really appreciate because I sometimes, till this day, I don't really know what I'm doing, I feel like. Uh, but I don't know whether that's imposter syndrome setting in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think it sounds like an imposter syndrome because, I mean, come on, I feel like you have got so many experiences prior to this as well, right? So I just feel like you're playing it down at this point. I mean, I'm sure you're good at what you do, Chloe. Uh, I mean, I hope I am. If I'm still I'm still working there, hopefully I am. Yeah, I mean, how does it work then? Do you get given, like, a brief about what sort of things you need to compose or like you know just say you go into your work one day how what do you do like do you, I don't even know what composers work on like uh, some computer-based stuff or <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for for me I usually so composers there's actually loads of different ways you can go about it some people write a melody onto a line and on, on piano kind of thing and then they orchestrate it out so that an orchestra performs it and then they record it kind of thing right. so that's like a very traditional way of doing it where it's more by hand that's usually people that's gone down like a conservatoire route so okay. they know they're very classically trained very theory based they know all the, how the harmony works but nowadays composers actually work on uh, programs called doors mm-hmm which are like digital workstations basically okay um and that's and then you can buy and download these instrument packs and instrument virtual instruments kind of thing where you can actually create very realistic orchestral sounds so a lot of people nowadays that actually create music from home in like a really small desk in their room so yeah but in what i do we i go into the studio and 
yeah, we all have our own little workstations. So we are working on more the digital style stuff rather than the more classical mm. theory based kind of workflow. Right. So at the moment, is it like I think you mentioned games? Is it just games related music? Like when it comes to what you're producing, is it just for games? Yeah. So mm. I'm since I'm working at Rare, which is a game studio, I am okay. just working on games music at the moment. I don't really take commissions anymore for any other forms of media. Mm. Just because one, I'm quite busy at work at the moment, and I should, I guess, I should work on other stuff for portfolio wise. But I feel like I've had my hands full at the moment with just game-related side stuff. And also, when you're working from home, you're at the same desk and that's mm. your work. So you don't really, really want to go back to it. That's true. During that's true. your weekend kind of thing. Yeah. So talking about what you do, you know, like as a self-employed person, you did work on a few um, projects before, like commission-based, right? So yeah. can you touch on that? Like what did you do and, you know, what sort of projects were they? So I worked with uh, these, um, pe- this this group called, well, they're called Bam and Beyond now, but they were, I think they were still Bam, Bam and Beyond when I worked beforehand. Nice. But there's this guy called Simon who approached me when I was a little bit like four or five years ago because I was doing music from quite a young age and I wanted to become a composer. So I was always open to do commission stuff, even if it's not paid. Mm-hmm. So I worked with him on a few of his shorts because he's a short film creator. I've heard, I've heard so, of them. I've yeah, seen them on you YouTube. Him, yeah. yeah, and I feel like I'm, I've heard of Simon and I know of Simon, but you know when you know someone, but you don't know how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, Simon knows everyone though because Simon literally, he networks with everyone, right. which is amazing. Like, what he does is amazing. Um, so yeah, I worked with him, created some music stuff for him. Mm-hmm. I, and he still reaches out to me sometimes, but I'm just so busy right now. And I feel really bad that I can't really dip my toes back into that for now. But yeah, I've uh, created some music for short films. And then I went to Japan, lived for six months there, which was kind of a internship where I write music for a theatre company cool. as well. So yeah, I kind of did a lot of stuff. I did sound design as well on the side, just to broaden out my horizons instead yeah. of just composing. So I did stuff for like Coca Cola, where they had like this little interactive, what do you call it, pop up store kind oh, of thing. Amazing! Wow, Coca Cola is like a massive thing. So you know, that's amazing. Um, I feel like you've dabbled into so many different things. Um, so then just coming back to the question about, you know, what made you want to go into composing then when I suppose you could have stuck with playing piano, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, what interested you in composing side of things? Do you know what's really funny? Because, right, it's a really, probably quite a stupid reason why I went into it. It's because I just thought when I was younger, being a performer is just so, it's so popular. I don't right. want to be a performer. I just I, I like to be different. So at that point, I went, what can I be to be different? Because everyone wanted to perform if they did music. I was just like, I'm going to be a composer. <laughs> so I just went, that's it. I'm going to be a composer. And from then on, I've kind of never that. derived from that. Yeah. Yeah, I've always just put, like been a, quite like a full head down that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't me being like, oh, my calling is to be a composer. It was yeah. just more, I just want different yeah that is so you (laughs) no I like that though I feel like yeah I love that you know you're just like yeah I just want to be different and you went ahead with it so yeah that's cool and you're doing amazing now so um yeah turns out you know it was meant for you (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. hopefully anyway 
anyway, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, so what kind of stuff do you want to get into then? Like, um, obviously you're still at, you know, like you said, you're still at early stages almost, but like, mm. what do you see yourself going into? I mean, do you as a composer have um, different sec- sectors that you could go into or? Uh, to be honest, I it it's, wouldn't be quite, do you have any more sectors to do? It's just more what other kind of projects do you want to work mm. on? Because I feel like I'm at that point where do you... Well, actually, I wouldn't say I'm at that point, but in the future, I'll be at the point of do I want to branch out and try working for other games or working for other studios kind of thing rather than being at Rare. But I feel like that's something in the far future because at the moment, I do really love working at the studio. I love the people at the studio as well. Like my uh, the composer that... It's kind of basically my mentor and my manager and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He is the most amazing guy. He's so lovely as well that it's just... I don't even think about leaving at the moment, yeah. even though I'm technically still a contractor there. Right. I'm not permanent permanent yet. Yeah. But I do essentially see myself being there if they want me. Right. Want me. Oh, nice. I'm sure they would want you, Chloe, like fingers crossed <laughs> anyway we'll see but if not I do feel like I have that year and a half two years yeah. that I've been there which is obviously going to help me propel yeah. my myself to other studios so we'll see where it goes anyway yeah nice um so you know obviously you were always into music so did you study music in university I did. I studied music and sound for image at uh, the University of Huddersfield. Not right. not many people know that. I've uh, heard of university. that university only because one of my friends, she transferred. I went to University of Kent and she transferred um, to University of Huddersfield. And that's the only reason I know it as well. But yeah, like you're right. I'd never heard of it Most before. Most transfer. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think it's in the middle of nowhere as well, right? It is, it is, yeah. I, it seems to me like I just love being in the middle of nowhere. From being a London girl, I just go to all these random places. Yeah. But, that must have been quite a change. Yeah. So what was the course like? And just generally, how was your uni experience? To be honest, I loved uni. But in terms of you, you, I feel like you develop character and you just develop as a human being, being in uni. You just learn a lot of stuff being independent. But my course was very specific because a lot of people tend to go into uni and then they'll just go on to a straight music course, right. which is then kind of like you branch out and do what you want in your second or third year kind of thing. But for me, I was just like, I already know that I want to compose for media. Why am I wasting time to not specify? Uh, specify and specialise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just decided I'm just going to go for a course that's music and sound for image. But, but yeah, a lot of people do think that music is quite a DOS subject I guess there's because I'd say I don't know I feel like it's really weird for me to say my position that sometimes music is a really big risk to go into because there's not many positions let's Mm -hmm. just say so it's kind of like you go to study music but then is that like a good degree to fall back on if you don't make it kind of thing so it's always a risk I feel like so a lot of people do come out of uni having studied it studied a music degree thinking it was it worth it was it worth the money was it worth the time and for me obviously it was worth it because it's helped me helped me to actually find a job but yeah cool I, I don't know I know I, yeah I kind of get what you mean but like so 
in terms of what you studied, was it a lot of practical elements to it, or I mean, you know, did because you said it helped you, but in what essence did it help you? Was it more theoretical, or did you guys have to do practicals, or you know, how was it kind of like what was the basis of what your module? Um, so my degree course, I actually chose it specifically because it wasn't um, a super well-known uni and it wasn't like a conservatoire because um, I researched deep into it and kind of seeing what other people say when they study different courses. It's just if you go to like a more vocational uni, such as the like University of Huddersfield, you will get more practical stuff to do. Mm. And that tends to be more um, helpful and more useful for your future prospects because if you go to, say, somewhere like university ofs and Brussels groups they actually tend to be more theory based mm -hmm. and more academic based so right. it's, if you want to become a professor that's that's fair enough but if you want to kind of use the skills that you learn from uni you actually kind of want to be more practical and I chose University of Huddersfield because it was quite modern it was quite up to date with the industry standard of equipment as well mm -hmm. because if you don't know how to use that equipment there's no way in hell you're going to get hired kind of thing yeah so I feel like when you do choose university especially for music technology and stuff like that you have to be very like have a keen eye on what they're actually offering you mm -hmm. so yeah that's a good point uh, and they give you yeah they give you the really good thing about university is they actually provide you with a lot of facilities that you would never be able to afford mm. so such as studio time and it might not be like the best studio you're ever going to get but you're going to get studio time and work on your own craft because at the end of the day you want to come out with a portfolio because a lot of places they don't actually look at where you graduated from really it's yeah. more about what your portfolio looks like so it doesn't matter where we, really you come from it's what effort you put in mm, interesting so, yeah. yeah so then after you graduated like how did you kind of get yourself um, into the work scene like how you know what steps did you take in order to get employed or start your own um, I suppose job mm, so for my current job rare so I actually applied through an internship I got the internship so it was after a year and then they hired me on as a proper employee but the funny thing is I actually applied for Rare during my second year uni for the internships, right. which would land in between my third year. I got through to the first interviews and I completely messed that up. What and then mean? obviously I got rejected. And then I and then I came across it during my third year uni because I was looking for jobs. And I, and then it said on the small print it was like available to graduates within a year. And I went, I'm going to apply again. There's no harm in me applying right. again. If they reject me, they reject me. You know. And I sent in a video clip as well of me talking about myself and stuff like yeah. that. And they, I think apparently they actually recognised me and then saw that I had changed. Or oh, like, well, really? seen my development from when they first yeah. interviewed me. So, so that was how I actually got in, which is a funny story. Yeah, so what, what was it? Like, what did you have to hand in? Just a video of you performing or what was it like? So they asked for a CV, a cover letter and something creative to show why you want to work for it okay cool so, so on the video i kind of mine wasn't actually that creative to be <laughs> fair i just sat in front of the camera and i just went hi i want to work for it and you know all that like bubbly right. stuff and then i showed them a game that i was making and then a bit of my sh show reel as well 
There was nothing super creative, if I'm completely honest. But uh, yeah, I I like that it didn't like stop you from applying again. So you know you kept pushing through. So well done, and then you yeah, got in. So I've actually heard that some companies want you to apply at least two, three times after they rejected you to show you that they yeah. you, you actually want it. Yeah. So there's no there's no loss in you reapplying for places. I feel like no, definitely. Um, yeah, and it worked out great. So like, I just want to ask. Um, I personally don't know many other Asians, and generally, like where I come from or from my Nepali background, um, I've always been told like you know, go into the more like traditional route, like music. You can't. It's very difficult to make a career out of. Um, what would you say to that? Like, um, what advice would you give to those who want to do it but maybe are like kind of getting swayed by the decision that they're making based on family pressures? The thing is, it's hard family pressure because you do want to obviously make your family happy. Mm. So I don't know. I feel like I would just say if you want to do it, just make sure you do it properly. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to half-ass it, like don't do it then. Just yeah. go down the door or what, what, whatever you want to do whatever is the stable route but if you're going to do it do it properly and then hopefully you'll get somewhere but the creative industry is undeniably really hard to get into mm. so it's not as if it's come from unfounded notions I don't know whether that's the right word but yeah it's it is a risk mm-hmm. what, to go into the creative industry so it's it really is down to you. It's not up to someone to just say, just do it, mm, kind of thing. Mm, I suppose you just have to be really passionate and really make sure that, yeah, you're working hard. Yeah, and don't expect it to ever just, to just fall into your lap. Because I know a lot of people who are super, super talented, and I'd actually say more talented than I am, or better at what I do. But the difference, I feel like, is that they a lot of people tend to just sit and wait for the opportunity to mm. fall into their lap rather than themselves out there or like um or or even they're not willing to do do tasks that are not music related to help build that connection or build that networking Mm -hmm. kind of thing because I remember I did contact another composer beforehand and just asked do you have any work for me to do do you have any music related work for me to do and he said no I don't but I do have like some documentation for me for if you can help me fill it and I was like yeah sure I'm happy to do that for you like just throw it at me and I'll do it and then he actually invited me to one of his um recording sessions where he had an orchestra and it was just so interesting to just watch that orchestra perform his music and just watch how the workflow happens Mm. and it and even though I had no part in making any of that happen the fact that he invited me just because I did some documentation for me for him yeah um so yeah I would say just take any opportunity. I don't think that any job is like a really menial task. Mm-hmm. If you can do like a small task to the best of your ability, I feel like that says a lot about someone's character. Yeah. In terms of hard working wise. Yeah, I like that. I like how like proactive you were and like reaching out and doing things even though, you know, it wasn't like necessarily what you were hoping for but like that kind of gave you the platform to know people, to get exposed to, like you said, the whole um you know, experience of just observing that his work. Um, oh. So you can learn a lot from that, surely, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. I um, also learned like one really one tip that uh-huh. I had is when you're emailing people, instead of doing like in the subject bit where you go looking for work uh-huh. or just 
you have any internship opportunities available i just went you know what i'm sick of people not replying to me mm. i just put in the subject give me seven minutes of your time all right <laughs> and then i just put my show reel like a really small introduction to what it was and i got like 50 percent more really reply. even if it was all rejections yeah. kind of like oh sorry we don't offer any work i'm still getting the replies yeah yeah i'd say just something sometimes just put something outrageous yeah and it's not outrageous <laughs> but like different like it's something that will catch their eye and be like oh like hang on what's this about for them to open yeah it? yeah i like that oh that's so chloe again <laughs> <laughs> all right just give me seven minutes of your time man you've got seven minutes come on <laughs> yeah um also I just wanted to ask you then like growing up who was your role model like in the music scene or like you know do, do you have any composers that you knew of personally or didn't know personally that you looked up to do you know what? a lot of my inspiration comes from music from animes oh really Cause, yeah because I watched a lot of anime growing up and I wouldn't say from when I was young to when I was growing up I wasn't super into games kind of thing because my my mom actually barricaded me from playing a lot of games until I was a certain age right because obviously some games are perceived as a little bit more violent so I wasn't actually allowed to play even the Legend of Zelda until I was 13 14 years old so anime was kind of where I heard a lot of music and a lot of my music actually takes a lot of inspiration from that kind of sound where Mm. it's very melody based and just just very anime i don't know how else to explain it really so but if you if i had to pick like a inspiration it'd have to be joe hisaishi who wrote the studio ghibli oh nice okay it's just i think it's amazing how he composes his music he orchestrates his music and then he also conducts it for his own concerts yeah and it's awe-inspired like i watch it on youtube and i'm always like that is what i want to be in the future oh i love that and you know you you will hopefully one day be where he is at as well i'm sure hopefully. But yeah hopefully. so the reason in uni that i took uh conducting lessons i was just like, i want to be right. like it yeah so chloe i know you now and hopefully you won't forget me you know when you're famous yeah. <laughs> sorry i'll be like richard does his podcast guys and let's all go on it yeah give me some free tickets as well you know (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll just get them on ebay but like sold by richer (laughs) i mean it was so nice talking to you about what you do and everything um you know like i feel like what you're doing is amazing and like i said i don't know many other people and you're very inspiring actually like you have your own unique ways of doing things and you don't like try to fit in you know you're just individual and you um you embrace yourself for who you are and I love that about you um before I close up I just wanted to ask you do you have like any final like advice for anyone who is doing music at the moment or are you know looking to follow a similar path to you like anything that you've learned along the way um or feel from your own experience Mm. I'd say if you want to go into game music specifically just try making a game right because yeah just because because game music is very different to film music. So if you're someone who at the moment is studying a lot more creating music for media, such such like linear media, such as films and stuff, try creating a game because it's actually a whole different ballpark. Mm. It's a whole different way of writing music as well, which I I knew beforehand, but it's actually being in the industry now that I'm like sometimes, oh, damn, we do it this way. 
in games. Yeah. So just try making a game and it opens up a whole new perspective and it makes you look a lot better portfolio-wise if you know how to make a game. So yeah, cool. that'd be my advice. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Again, thanks so much, Chloe, for giving me your time and recording this episode with me. It was lovely kind of knowing what you do. And yeah, thanks again. It's all right. Thanks for having me. All right. Catch you later. Yeah.